On this week's episode, we talk about love. Ooh. <laughs> we talk about our philosophy of dating with a disability and how we feel about that. So stick around. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rare with Flair. The podcast where two single 20-somethings oh. are with a rare disease are out here living our best lives. I'm your host, Cassandra. And I'm your host, Casey. Just cutting right to the chase. <laughs> Just telling all the people, you know. I really debated we... saying that and I was like, eh, let's we throw are, it out there. We are single. We're, are we ready to mingle? Maybe, maybe not. I like the single as a Pringle Um I like phrase. that. I like that. We're little single Pringles. Single I just like Pringles. Pringles in general. I know. Pringles um, are good. So we are going to get all into the love and all of that. Um, and that's going to be exciting. But first, you know, we always do a little catch up at the beginning of our episodes, a little like how's life segment. And I wanted to let everyone in the whole world know that a few episodes back, Cassandra on the podcast recommended a TV show to me called She-Ra. And she has also recommended another show to me called Jane the Virgin, and I'm currently watching both of them. Some of my favorite shows, and I am, like, I'm thrilled for this journey because, like, she sends me updates on where she's at, and I'm just, (laughs) like, living vicariously. Yes, like, you have great taste in television. I think we both have good, pretty good taste in TV, and we both have similar tastes, so, like... Oh, yeah. I know how to kind of, you know, some differences, but like we both, I wanted to take a minute and just talk about my love of cartoons though, because like I'm a full grown adult and I'm not sitting here watching like cartoons made for toddlers. Like I'm not binge watching, like, I don't know, Paw Patrol or whatever. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's not it. But I also am not really into like adult cartoons as much either. Like the ones made for adults. Like there's this Mm -hmm. perfect little middle ground of these adults that are like, I mean, sorry, not these adults, these cartoons that are, like, appropriate for younger people, but, like, also adults can enjoy them because they have really mm-hmm. beautiful storytelling. And and so I just, when I find a new one, I'm always so thrilled to pieces because I just love them so, so much. So I mean, if it weren't you. for Case, I would have never watched one of my now favorite shows, Steven Universe. That so, is you such, know. Ugh. That's yeah, a high recommendation. But we also have our deep-seated love for SpongeBob. Only the classics, though. Nothing. Oh, yeah, new. seasons one through three. Love it. That is so where anyway, the cutoff ends. <laughs> wanted to tell, just wanted to update everybody that I am watching the shows that she recommended. I think you talked about it in like episode four, maybe, and now we're on episode yeah. fourteen. Oh Whoa. my goodness! Full circle. And it's yo. perfect because episode fourteen is coming out <gasps> in February for oh. Valentine's Day ish. Oh. <laughs> You know what's on February 14th, everybody. <laughs> Love! That's so perfect. I never even thought about that. I thought about oh, that earlier, but I was like, I gotta say this. That is so <laughs> cute. So happy early Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah, so whatever nice. you're doing, whether you're single or not, we hope that you have a nice day regardless. And I don't know, eat yes. chocolate. Yes, yes, eat chocolate. Have a Galentine's if you're a woman who just wants to hang out with some friends. That's what Ooh, I like yeah. to do. I so, love yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we are we are talking about dating on this episode. Love. Uh, we just wanted to throw it out there. We are both single uh, right now, but we've both been in committed relationships in the past. 
And, you know, we just wanted to, like, take this moment to talk about it. I feel like dating with a disability is something people always want to talk about. And we figured, like, all right, let's let's just, uh, let's yeah. bite the bullet. <laughs> yeah, we've been, we've been, like, we planned to do this episode months and months and months ago. But we thought it would be a good idea to save it till February. And we've been joking about it this whole time, how we're, like, low-key <laughs> dreading it. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, like, oh, yeah, the dating episode uh, still the dating episode. It's like, it's like this done dun dun like the dating episode like this scary like taboo topic but we know it's what y'all want to hear you know oh, i know yeah. i know you're just chomping at the bit to know about our love life i would kidding. not be surprised if like the listenership went up for this episode specifically yes and just because we say we're single that is not an invitation um to <laughs> no no um but anyways I want to do a quick disclaimer. We are going to talk about dating with a disability and all that comes with that. But we wanted to say, you know, as we say in every episode, our experience does not reflect all disabled people's experiences. This is just our experience, purely ours. Yeah. And, you know, we are going to talk about our more of our philosophies, but we're not really going to get too personal. You know, that's just a boundary we want to respect. And um, yeah, that's just, that's our decision. And I think we'll still put out a great episode. I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to like recording this now. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of, when we were planning for this episode, we realized we have a lot of strong opinions about singleness mm. and dating and relationships. And so we're not going to, yeah, like she said, we're not going to necessarily get personal and like talk about like name, name the people we've dated in the past or anything like really <laughs> crazy personal. But we want Want to like talk about our philosophy on dating, how we approach dating, um, the disabled side to it. Yeah. So I can start with my experience a little bit. Sure. I think I've done more online dating than Cassandra. And I thought that would be something interesting to discuss because it's this new thing now that a lot of people are doing. Pretty much everyone is online dating nowadays. It's not this taboo thing like it used to be 20 years ago, even 10 years ago. Yeah. And online dating with a disability, I'm not going to lie. It is hard. It's really hard because mm -hmm. when you're meeting someone organically in person and you have a disability, more often than not, they're going to know. If they know you, they're going to know about it. And they know how you function. Even if they don't know you have a disability, they see you functioning in the world, right? So mm -hmm. they know how you function. They know you can do this, you can't do this, all of that. And so you don't really have to have an awkward conversation of disclosing it necessarily. You might, you might, but they get to at least see you and see how you act. And on online dating... It's this really weird thing of they've never met you before and you kind of have to choose when to disclose it. Some people disclose it in their profile and they say I have a disability in their profile and some people choose to do it later. I have tried both actually and I, I actually prefer not to have it in the profile for a few reasons. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think one of the main reasons is um, disabled people can attract uh, abusers because abusers yeah. prefer to prey on the vulnerable, unfortunately. And if they see that, that might be an attractive thing to them, like in a really creepy way. And we don't yeah. want to attract that. We really don't. So um, I just try to bring it up in conversation. I never know if I should use the term legally blind or visually impaired or what, because you don't want it to sound too serious, but you also want it to sound serious enough. Like yeah. I have, I've talked to guys before where they're like, oh, that's okay. Like I wear glasses too. And I'm like, no. <laughs> So anyway, no. I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm kind of going on a while about this, but I just wanted to kind no, of No, no. I think it's important to to talk about, especially since you've had more experience. 
I yeah. I haven't done online dating yet, and I think if I did, I probably would also leave it out of the profile. Um, right. I I do this at work too, where I don't disclose. I mean, I disclose to get the things I need, but in conversation especially now that we're all, like, at home, I'm working from home, I've been working from home for the past, like, I don't know, almost a year, um, I don't really tell people unless it, like, comes up, Yeah. and so it's that kind of a thing of, I, I also want people to know me as a, as more of a person first, instead of just seeing, oh, yeah. wow, you're disabled, and you're a person, if that right. makes sense. Right, and when I, so... Um, when I lived in New York, I would walk to my dates. Like, I walked everywhere, so I would show up with my cane. Whereas sometimes where I live now, I'll just get dropped off by an Uber or whatever, and I can just walk straight into the place. But when I was dropped off with my cane, I had to let them know beforehand I was visually impaired. Yeah. And actually, even if I'm not using a cane, I still prefer to let them know beforehand. But I, I talk to them a few days first, you know? I'm not. It's not the first thing I'm going to throw out there. Right. But I do prefer to let them know because... If they, they can see my nystagmus, they can see my eyes moving, they can pick up on other things, and I don't want to hide it, but it's so hard because you're like, you don't want to, you don't want to hide it because then it seems like a bigger deal than it is, but you also don't want to say it right up front. And also some people have a savior complex too, where like, so it's not just abusers, it can be these people who, if they see, oh, a disabled person, I want to make them feel loved and I want to be the savior for them, you know, and that's also not a, not good at all. Right. And I think, I think even about, I would probably disclose like the same way that you do, because even the logistics of, of finding someone at a, say a crowded restaurant, yes, that would be so anxiety producing and you're already nervous because you're going on a date, you yes. know? So I would probably have my guide dog. And even if I didn't, I would just want to be able to find them. Absolutely. So they need to know like that they need to find you. You know, so like, yeah, Yeah. there's a lot that goes into it. And uh, I will be honest, most of the men I've told, they're totally cool with it. Or or at least they act Mm -hmm. like they are. You know, I don't know how they actually feel, but they're really nice about it. And we end up still meeting and they give me a chance. And so it's not anything that's really been a big burden. It's just awkward to like bring it up randomly. Like, hey, by the way, like, and I like to let them know (laughs) I can't drive. So they'll know I'll I'll be getting an Uber or getting picked up by a friend or whatever. Like, I like to let them know I can't drive. But it's really hard to explain to someone how your vision works when they've never seen you function in real life. And that's really hard. Um, Right. And I think I want you to talk about this a little bit, too. You know, Cassandra and I have other health problems. See episode six for more details. (laughs) And so we were talking um, the other day about how how we disclose the vision first. And those usually come later because you don't want to dump everything on them all at once. Exactly. You know? It's a lot. Right. So I kind of go through a process um, and I'm a very direct person, but I also know that if you guys are new here and you just got attracted with the dating with the disability title, we have this rare disease called Hermansky-Pudlak syndrome and disclosing all of that, um, which I'll like, I'll get into in a second, is just a lot for some people. And it doesn't matter who it is. It's just like if you throw that much information at one person, they're gonna be like, "Oh wow, okay." Like I wouldn't you even know? do that with a friend. I don't even do no. that with friends I meet. You know, you're not gonna throw your whole diagnosis and every detail at them. That's like personal. Yeah, like all at once. It just it's just like too much, and I feel like I would 
scare people off, not just because of, like, what it entails, but seriously, just because of how intense that is. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like giving personal details of your life on the very first date. Like, that's a little much. That's a lot. Yeah. So what I try and do is, yeah, like Casey said, usually, I mean, I've dated people in person. Um, I you know, they generally know that I have some degree of visual impairment because I have a guide dog. If they understand what that entails and that I'm not training my guide dog, that she actually works for me because I need her. Um, and so a lot of the times like we'll be friends first. And so they'll kind of get to see. And I think like being friends with someone, they'll start to just, you know, it's very organic that they'll ask questions or they will already probably know that we are like legally blind to some or lack vision to a severe-ish degree to some extent. Yeah. For me, since uh, reference episode six, but um, I have an ileostomy, which means I don't have a colon and I have a medical device. So that's something I have to disclose at some point. And then mm-hmm. I also have to disclose at some point with our rare disease, um, certain subtypes will end up having a terminal lung disease around like the middle ages, like their 30s, 40s. And so that's, I am one of those types that is predisposed for this lung disease. And so, you know, that's something I'm very aware of. And, you know, it's something else I have to disclose. So I kind of try and, and do it in some stages so mm-hmm. I, you know, the visions first, and then with the uh, with the colitis, with the medical device, I try and kind of casually drop that in conversation, yeah. like in a funny way. Yeah. Like I think one time I was just like joking about how, yeah, I mean, like, yep, yeah, it just reminds me of that one time I got my colon removed, you know. And I try to make <laughs> it really casual to see, like, honestly, how people react. Like if they if they're like, wait, what? Like uh-huh. sometimes people will stop and do that, and so I'm like. Uh, then I'll maybe explain a little bit, but sometimes I'll just kind of go with it. And I feel like yeah. that's the kind of person I appreciate the most is like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's sometimes just a it thing. weeds people, it weeds the people out that don't want to commit to you. And yeah. like, but like, I, I've, you've gotten me thinking about certain reactions I've had when I've told people, mainly about my vision. <laughs> and it's interesting. Some people have really bad reactions in the sense that like they apologize yeah. to me. Oh. Because Here's the thing. Whenever I tell somebody I'm visually impaired, I try to make a pause. I make it positive, okay? I usually say, like, I'm visually impaired, but, like, it's given me a, a good purpose in life or, like, I, I see it as a positive in my life or I, I don't play it as this, like, negative thing because I don't want them to think that. And yet mm-hmm. they still, they oftentimes will still say, oh, that sucks. Like, I'm, oh, that's yeah. terrible. And I'm like, oh, and it, it's very... It's really not. <laughs> it's actually hurtful when they say that sucks or that's terrible because I know. since it's a part of me, it almost feels like you're saying that I'm terrible. And I know people without a disability might not understand where I'm coming from with that. Um, like, I think there are aspects of it that are that suck and that are terrible, like that we can't drive and stuff. But when you say, mm-hmm. oh, that's terrible, you're... it. It is a it's an attack on who I am truly like that's how I feel yeah. like but I actually had this one guy who was like 
he was like, oh, I think that just, like, kind of makes you a more interesting person. I would love to get to know about that or something. Like, the way he, That's really like, cool. Yeah, and he wasn't, like, you know, you don't want someone that's, like, too obsessed with it because that's weird, too. If they're yeah. like, oh, that's... But the way he, like, said it, I can't exactly remember his exact words, but he was like, I would love to get to know more about that. And I was like, that means you would love to get to know me more. And that yeah. makes me so happy when they don't reject it. Like, please don't reject it when I share this with you. It's awkward enough, and we understand that, like, most people have not met someone like us. Most people have not had experiences with people who are blind or, like, severely visual impair- visually impaired like we are. So, right. you know, we understand that their first reaction may not be, like, yeah. the best. Right. But at the same time... Don't say you're sorry for us because then right. I, you know, I can't stand that kind of pity. I can't stand it. Well, like, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not blaming them for their reaction. I'm not, ex- I'm not expecting them to accept it right away. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I know they're not trying to offend me. It's just like telling someone, you know, yeah. that sucks. It's like, it would be like if you had a baby and you were like, I just had a baby and it's visually impaired. They'd be like, oh, that sucks. It's like, well, gosh, like, that's my child. You yeah. still tell somebody that. Like, no. you know? So no, yeah. and then and and despite what you might think, it is not empathizing. It really isn't. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> it is invalidating. So, but right. yeah, I mean, in terms of also then how I disclose, I kind of, I, I wait a while. I wait a while until like we're more serious, mm-hmm. um, and and we've been, you know, talking consistently for a few months, and like we've really started to get to know each other, and it really feels like we may actually start officially dating is when I kind of I kind of have this moment where I I hate to formalize it so much but I like I have this sit down conversation of like okay this is what you need to understand about me because I really like I care about you I really like where this is going and I hope you feel the same but like part of what you need to understand is and then I have to explain I'm going to probably get lung disease and I may die prematurely. Mm -hmm. Really, really fun conversation to have. And it is just so, (laughs) so uncomfortable. Like, oh my God. And it's so nerve wracking. Oh, of course. I, I leave that moment as a moment where I can tell them, like, I, I understand and respect you if that freaks you out. Mm-hmm. Because I've had my life to think about this, and you have, like, two minutes. So I understand if that's scary, and you don't want to deal with that, even though it would, like, really hurt, because I don't want to tell them too soon. I yeah. want them to have a relationship with me. But um, Yeah, that's not a first date combo. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely not. So, yeah. you know, um, it's just... It's just difficult to to tread that line, and, and I kind of want to give them that out because I know that that is not something that everyone can handle. But yeah. I will say to, to, like, make people feel better, you know, I've dated people in the past, obviously, and, like, there are more than just a handful of people that are okay with that and that are yes. okay with that because they care about you mm-hmm. as a person and they would rather have time with you than none at all. And I yes. think that that speaks for itself. And, you know, you want to weed out those people who don't want to deal with it because you don't want that in your life. Absolutely. And, like, I, so if you guys, longtime listeners know, I do not have the subtype that gets the lung disease. 
Um, so that's not something I have to tell somebody. I do have a lot of other health issues. You know, I, I usually don't get into all of the Hermansky public syndrome stuff on like the first date. But <laughs> yeah, like no. my philosophy on this and we touched on this in episode six about our health is I had a friend with a non-lung disease subtype who did die pretty young. And so you never know when, you know, you can have this mm-hmm. lung disease that you're supposed to get that's fatal, but somebody perfectly healthy could die tomorrow and you mm-hmm. never know somebody's life expectancy. And so like, that's my, that's the way I like to view it. And we do have a lot of friends with this lung disease that are married and in great relationships. So it's definitely oh, yeah. not something that nobody can handle, but I totally respect that you, you know, you give them that opportunity to, to think it over and everything. Cause that is, it's a lot to take in at first for yeah, somebody. Yeah, it is. But. And like, you know, I ultimately end it like that. And I'm like, you know, I, it's really, it's really shaped my worldview. If you want to hear yeah. more about that episode six. Um, but <laughs> you know, like Casey said, anyone can die at any time for any reason. So yeah, it's, not that different than everyone else. It's just that it's more in my face. So, right, you know. Right. I really hope it is actually episode six and we're not wrong on the number here, like plugging the wrong episode over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly sure. I but if not, check the show notes. Yeah, it's the one where we're in hospital gallons on the picture. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> on our Instagram. Um. So, yeah, Um. we have so many philosophies on things that we want to get into these are our hot takes these are our opinions about life love and dating um i know we've already shared kind of our our dating experiences which was that Mm -hmm. section but now we have some like little topics we have like four or five little topics we want to touch on and let's get going yeah i feel like we may get a little ranty here so yeah we love if you're here for the at least the rants like you're going to have a good oh, episode. You're going to have a great time today. Get a snack, sit back, relax for our rants. I'm oh ready for gosh. them. I'm ready for them. So first thing I wanted to bring up is there are, I, I heard this, so before I, ha- I hadn't dated anyone until, this is a little personal, but I hadn't dated anyone until I was 18. And it was a personal choice. And also, you know, episode six, I had a really difficult time in high school anyway, so it's not like that was on my mind. Right. Um, but I went to this conference for women with IBD, this amazing nonprofit organization called Girls with Guts. And one woman said, there are like a million reasons why someone may not t- want to be with you. And like only like a handful of them are for your disability. And so understand fellow disabled people, there are so many more reasons people may not want to be with you than your disability, (laughs) which should give you so much comfort because it did at that moment when I hadn't dated anyone. I was like, is this going to be something that is going to prevent me from from dating? Or is this going to make it really, really hard? Honestly, no. And And like we've said, you know, we've dated people and... Those relationships did not end because of our disabilities. No, no. And there were, and like, I don't want to say that, I don't even know if I should say this, because I don't want to say this in like a cocky way, but like, we have had other opportunities to be in relationships that we have turned down. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. no one wants us because of our disability. Um, it, it, like, when when people do reject me, which absolutely happens, it's really rarely because of my disability. Like, there are a million reasons someone might not want you, and sometimes it's not even anything you did wrong. It's just they don't feel 
the spark with you and they just see you as a friend or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So it really, I, I don't really love it when people jump to blame their disability on why mm-hmm. they're single and whatnot. But I mean, I will admit, I think sometimes maybe that that can be a turnoff for certain people but like you like sure. we said earlier you just don't want those people in your life you i mean it weeds out the people that don't deserve you yeah but you know we know so many disabled people who are in such happy relationships that is not the reason we are both single so yeah right you know there besides yeah there's no chemistry there's like they don't like the way you you do some things they don't like certain times of day when you're cranky like you know there's so many other things in your life things yeah and like it is a little bit of extra baggage but everybody has some baggage like literally everybody has something that they have to disclose and this just happens to be ours and it's a little more in your face maybe but Yeah. yeah it's really not gonna stop you so yeah we kind of wanted to say that to everyone in like an encouraging way of like please don't automatically assume it's your disability um and and we've done that in the past I mean speaking for myself I've done that a few times in the past and been like oh I bet Mm -hmm. it's because of that and really I have to like look back and and think uh, you know I actually I want to tell a really quick story that um I (laughs) I was on a dating app once and I told the guy I was legally blind and he said something to me. I'm trying to think of the exact sentence. He said, I don't think that will be a problem, but we, we'll have to see. I remember and this man. Yes, that really kind of offended me I, I because I am insecure sometimes about sharing my disability. It does make me feel vulnerable. So when he said, I don't think that'll be a problem, I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> and so it, it hurt me. And then I ended up meeting him. And he was actually very socially awkward. And it came. I came to the realization that I really don't think he realized that he worded that in a harmful way because right. I don't really know. But it comforted me. I was like, he wasn't being a jerk. He just doesn't know how to, like, you know, he was, was just, just like. just awkward. He didn't know how to <laughs> phrase it right. But it made me feel more comfortable. I was like, oh, he wasn't, like, you know, holding the upper hand saying, oh, I don't think I can date you because your disability. I think he was just trying to be honest with me and just didn't really word it in the best way. But you know, there are going to be times where you're going to feel like, oh gosh, they don't like me because I'm blind. But, you know, just move on if that's the case. Yeah. There are plenty of fish in the sea. Oh, yes. <laughs> plenty of fish. But yeah, but Casey said we are, you know, we are single by choice. And we have a whole rant about that. So you want to oh. kick us off? I'm so ready, Cass. I'm so ready. So I'm a single woman. I've been single for a while and I'm 28. So like, you know, this is the time where people are like, why are you single? Um, and <laughs> there are two ways I'm treated. I, I can't wait to rant about this. I've always wanted to rant about this, and this is like my time. Now we have a stage case. There are two ways that I'm often treated as a single woman. The first way is people treat me like I'm broken, like they need to fix me. They need to set me up. Oh, you must be miserable. You need to be in a relationship now. We got to set you up. And mm-hmm. the second way they treat me is, oh, you're you're single and and powerful and you you don't need to want to you don't need to complain about being single you need to like it you need to you know bask in your singleness you need to celebrate your singleness and I'm somewhere in the middle because being single isn't always a walk in the park there are sometimes where I want to be in a relationship and so I don't think there's anything wrong with that like sometimes when you tell people like oh I want to be in a relationship they make you feel guilty about it they're like enjoy your singleness you know and you're like I am I'm happy but like I'm allowed to want it but then those people who try to Mm -hmm. fix me too who are like oh why are you still single how are you still single 
Um, there are a lot of people that go from like relationship to relationship that don't understand how someone could possibly want to be single or choose to be single. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I am single by choice. Like I, like I do long to be in a relationship one day, but so far everyone that has come up, I have not had enough interest in to pursue so that, so by choice I am single, you know, like it's like such a complicated thing. I don't like how single people are treated. I don't like that sometimes we're treated like less than or that our lives are less fun and exciting or whatever um yeah because i'm i am happy like so that's my rant thank you and good night how do you feel yay thank you thank you thank you thank you i'm here all week (laughs) oh man i yeah i it's hard um to strike that balance and it's frustrating because yeah you know what being in a relationship is optional. It is optional. It is optional if you don't want it. It is optional if you don't find the right person and you don't feel like you need to force yourself into being with possibly the wrong person. Like, it is an optional part of life, whether you want it or not, and you can't make people feel bad about it. Like, it's just so patronizing that people will be like so sad for you or so for as for me uh I'm single and honestly I really like it I do I I am very happy where I'm at right now in my life and so at this point I'm not super interested in dating but that's not like a permanent feeling I know that probably, you know, possibly later down the line, I'll be wanting it again. But I just think that, you know, again, it is optional. And so I've never been like a super relationship romance. I'm not very romantic by nature. Um, even when mm-hmm. I have been dating, like I'm not super romantic. My mm-hmm. my partners have always been the more romantic one in the relationship. Yeah. And it's really funny. And, and I like it that way. And that's how I am. And I'm not going to change that. Um, and I have been happy while in a relationship. And I'm happy while I'm single. So it's just, it's, it's a personal choice. Yes. And people can be happy with it. Yes, and I kind of am a hopeless romantic, but I, you know, like I said, there are some people that go from relationship to relationship, and there are some people that don't, and I am not one of those people, and and I'm not saying there's anything Mm -hmm. wrong with those people at all. Like, um, I know, you know, there are some lovely, amazing people who prefer to just always be in a relationship, and that's what they prefer. And what Mm -hmm. I've learned from a lot of these online dates I go on is I have the choice to continue dating this person or to stay in the life that I'm in and I often every time so far I have chosen the life that I'm in because I'm comfortable the way I am right now and if somebody comes along that is that you know is great enough to change my mind like that would be great um but I I had one more thing to say about that and now I can't remember oh 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 this is what I was going to say about that kind of in the same vein is I think I speak for both of us when I say that we are not bitter single people who are no. mad about people in relationships, okay? 
I have a lot of friends in relationships and I genuinely think it's beautiful. I am very genuinely happy for them. I think love is is a beautiful thing. So I'm not one of those like bitter single people who's like, like I, you know, not at all. Not at all. Ew, couples um, are gross. Ew, couples Ugh. are nasty. Ew, like this dating is gross. Ew, no, not at all. Like it's not for me at the moment. No. But um but no, I think love is beautiful. I think it's great that they have found somebody to be with. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just not yeah. quite there yet. A couple of my close friends are engaged, and I'm, like, so excited for them. I'm so excited for them to get married. And so, Absolutely. you know, I think that they're great couples, and um, and my brother is engaged, too. And, you know, I'm really happy for him, too. And so, you know, it it is... It is important to, you know, be happy for people. Even if you're unhappy being single, you can still be happy for your friends that are finding joy in relationships. And that's, you know, normal. You should do that. Um, Yeah, because one day it'll it'll probably be your turn one day and you'll want the same, you know, you'll want people to be happy for you as well. Yeah, and I, like... I am very open to the idea of, of being in a relationship in the future, but, I mean, like I said, I'm really enjoying my life right now. I'm having lots of fun, so... Well, we're in a um, pandemic, too, which makes things so complicated. I'm not even trying oh, yeah. to date in the pandemic, <laughs> and, you know, maybe in the years to come, um, but right now, I'm not even attempting it. I'm not even seeing another human, period. Yeah. So. And for me, as my personality also, I just really value my independence. And so, like, being single really definitely does jive with me. But again, like, I've learned some really valuable lessons in relationships. And I think that relationships are a lot of work. They're yeah. really, really, really a lot of work. Like, yeah. if you want a successful relationship, you have to be willing to like when you're tired, when you don't feel like it, like, you have to be there for another person. And that's, you know, a demand. That's tough. Yes, yes. And even though I feel like you value your independence a little more than I do, we're going to get into that in future episodes with, like, our personality types and everything we're going to talk about. But I'm an introvert, and I love being alone. Like, I truly Mm. love it. Like, I love being just inside my own mind. Like, I love having time to think. So that's something I really value a lot. And so mm-hmm. I think that's another reason that I've been okay being single because I have such a great support system. I have a great family and friends. And no, it's not the same thing as in a romantic relationship. And sometimes I, I do want that. But like, I really am somebody who really is okay with being alone and comfortable with being alone. So, which is a good thing. Yeah. And I feel like that takes us into kind of our next thought of like, there are more types of relationships than just romantic ones. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, family relationships, they're just, yes, they're different. But they're so important to cultivate. They're so important. And sometimes when you get in a romantic relationship, some of those can go to the wayside. And I think friendships, I think friendships are underrated. People don't talk about good friendships yeah. enough, especially in adulthood. Um, you don't, you never hear adults focus on friendships, but man, I wouldn't get through it without my people, without my friends. Like, I'm so Mm -hmm. grateful to have them. And who's to say if our friendships would be as strong if I was in a relationship? I'm not saying that people in a relationship cannot have great friendships. Of course they can. But I'm really glad I've gotten to, gotten to make them grow in the way I have with being single. Well, and just because we straight up have more time 
because yeah. we're not we're not dating anyone. Like we can just have more time to invest in our friends. Absolutely. Yes. So important things and dogs. <laughs> and our dogs. <laughs> Those are relationships too. Plug for episode thirteen. <laughs> um so another brand I wanted to go on is I have I have strong feelings about the one. I I just I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> the thought process behind the one, my other half. Like realistically, statistically, there are there are such little odds that there is one person created just for one other person. Mm-hmm. And so you could realistically be happy with a handful of people. It's right. not as, as sexy as, like, the one in, like, a rom-com. <laughs> and I love a rom-com. Don't get me wrong. But the one isn't, like, real. Every person is human. And they're going to have their flaws. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think there are a lot of different people that we could be compatible with out there. You just got to mm-hmm. meet them. Um, it's not necessarily this one person that's waiting, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. And you're going to date people and kiss some frogs and, you know, date people and break up and date them and break up. And it's not that they weren't meant to be in your life at that very moment. You learn things from everybody you date. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they are the, you know, the one person you date is the one that, like, you have to end up with forever and ever and ever. Yeah. And, like, you know, a person should not be there to complete you. You should be and feel complete with yourself because... Having a, a partner is not going to fix you. You know, right. having... If they are not your other half, you are complete to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not like you have to... You just have to love yourself. You have to love yourself to love someone else because you can't right. give what you don't have for yourself. Right. And if anything happens and they did leave for whatever reason and the relationship ends... If you're putting all of that stock into another person and putting mm-hmm. your happiness into another person, then you won't be able to recover. You need to oh, you need no. to not not put your happiness into somebody else and put your whole life into somebody else necessarily. I mean, you know, I mean, I I do think I do think to an extent you're there to make each other better and a, a better sure. half of yourself or whatever. But yeah, no, I I completely agree. Um, so one more thing we want to talk about that's a really interesting topic that people seem to love is do we want to date other blind people or do we prefer to date sighted people? So my philosophy on this is if I were to happen to, I'm not purposely looking to date a blind person. If I were to happen to stumble into a, a wonderful blind man that I fell in love with, of course I would never say, oh, no, I can't date you because you're blind. That's ridiculous. Like, I would definitely date them, but I'm not really looking for that. I've only ever dated sighted people, and to be honest, it is really convenient. And I don't want to, yeah. you know, they can drive you, they can help you, and I don't want to say that in in the sense of like I I need that or I rely on that because let's be real I'm single and I'm living life just fine without somebody so it's not like I it's not like we want to date a sighted person just to have a caretaker just to have help like that's not the case but it's it's a good perk you know it doesn't it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt yeah I I have also only dated sighted people um and I also would probably 
prefer to date sighted people, but again, I'm not going to be completely closed off to, um, you know, if I find a wonderful blind man. But yeah, I, I've just, like, there are certain things that I just appreciate when, um, you know, a, a, a partner or a boyfriend would do for me, you know, if they would just, like, read the subtitles or if they see something going on and they kind of just describe what's going on to you. Of course, these are things that we can get by without and these are things that we can do ourselves. Um, but it's just, it's nice. It's nice to have someone that's, like, looking out for you, that tells you what's going on as kind of a reflex and not, like, overdone. But at the same time, I you know, it. they know you. They know you well enough that, like, they know when to help you and they know when to step back and let you do your thing. And, like, that's just, that's great. I appreciate that. Plus, like, the driving thing. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's just That helps so much. I spend a lot less money on Ubers. (laughs) Yes. No, I love having fully sighted people around. It's just convenient. Like, it's not that we can't be independent, but it's just, like, takes a load off our back, you know? Like... Every once mm-hmm. in a while, you just want to sit back and relax and let somebody kind of, you know, take the lead, uh, so to speak. Yeah. So it's nice. It is nice. And so I, I do prefer it, but I would never be closed off to whatever love has to bring me, you know? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. And dating is a partnership, right? So, you know, and, and ultimately, if you get married and have a life together like it being in a relationship is is a partnership and so you know they help you with some things and you help them with some things and you guys like help each other that's what dating is about <laughs> make each other better absolutely so you know we hope that we can put a positive spin on this and kind of encourage people I know, like, the whole disabled and dating thing, it can feel isolating sometimes. And that's mm-hmm. why we wanted to talk about it, because we want people to know, like, hey, we're going through this, too. Like, since mm-hmm. dating apps haven't been around for that long, disabled, uh, being disabled on a dating app is such a new territory for literally everyone. Like, oh, yeah. we are the pioneers of this, doing this for the first <laughs> time. It is wild. So, like, you're not alone if you're going through that. And we're still trying to navigate it. We don't do it perfectly every time either. Like, you know, we're still trying to fight, figure it out, too. Yeah, especially with the online dating thing. Actually, I may try and find an article. Apologies if it's if I can't find it, but I will link it in the show notes. It is this blind woman I know who she wrote a whole article about how difficult it is to online date. And she's totally blind. But now she's like happily married, and it's just cool. It's I just so cool stories. to see that. I and love it's stories like completely that. possible that you can find someone that will make you happy, and that you can make happy, and you know, it'll happen. It can yeah. happen. <laughs> we might have to try a little harder or be a little more more vulnerable in situations, but we can do it. I believe in us. I believe in all of us, the listeners yes. and us. So we have a little game. Um, and we thought this game we thought this game would be fun because we're kind of going to do this or that like dating edition romance edition and it's kind of going to be just silly fun of like what we prefer we always joke 
about if any like future suitors ever found this podcast, which they totally would because it's like all over our social media. We always joke yeah, like, wow, public. we share our entire lives on this on this thing. So like they could find out literally everything about us before we know a smidge about them. But if anyone is listening, future suitors, um, this is this is what Cassandra and I prefer. So. <laughs> We've really defaulted to saying future suitors, future suitors. and I, I, I feel like sounds... I'm in a British like period piece, oh, and yeah. I love it. That's exactly what I'm going for. Future suitors, <laughs> that's why I say it in a British accent. Um, so anyways, the first this or that cast, when it comes to dating, mm-hmm. would you rather have a nice, fancy dinner or like chill sesh at home on the couch? I, I love... Like dressing up and doing like nice things, so I'd love a fancy dinner, but I'm not. I I do love like a chill sesh, so I'm open to both. But I do mm, fancy dinner speaks to me. I feel you because if somebody said, "Would you rather chill or like go to a club or a bar?" I would pick chill any day of the mm. freaking week. But I love a fan. I love dressing up too. It's fun to go. I, know. I think during the pandemic, we're really craving that as well. So it's like, I oh, know. please, please let me go to a fancy dinner. I've been Get on the couch out of my for house. a year. <laughs> um, but so yeah, no, I think I would almost choose fancy dinner too because that's fun every once in a while. I know, right? Um, okay, I was thinking, um, would you prefer a like a concert date or a movie date? Oh, that's hard because I feel like a movie date's kind of cozy because you're like sitting next to each other. Mm-hmm. But a concert is probably more fun because you don't get to do it quite as much. Um, I don't know. Maybe a concert date. What do you think? I feel like I'd really enjoy that. Me, yeah, because I, know I just you would. really love music. But like, I feel like in both situations, you can't really talk too much, right, that's I guess. Hard. Yes. So I guess I'd pick. Like my favorite thing out of those things is yeah, going to yeah. a concert. Well, if you if you both really loved the musician, that would be a bonding moment. You know, <sighs> that would be really special. That would be really special. Okay, next is, do you like to play hard to get get or just tell someone how you feel if you feel a certain way about them? Oh, I'm like really, I'm really upfront. I'm not like super like intense, but I'll tell them like I'm really enjoying this, or you know, I I will be as honest as I can be just because I feel like communication is like one of the most important things for anything especially dating so yeah uh, I feel like if I'm open then hopefully that will encourage them to be open not like over sherry open but just like saying like yeah this has been like a good night and mean it you know right no I I agree with that I agree I would say the same is that what you would do yeah is that what you do okay yep yep exactly (laughs) Thinking of dates, would you prefer a brunch date or a dinner date? Oh, that's hard. Okay, if it was a first date, a brunch for sure. Mm, But if it was like, if you had been dating the person for a while, I'd pick dinner. Yeah, I like that. I... I don't think I've been on, like, that, that many brunch dates. I do love a brunch date when you're dating someone, too, because it feels very cozy, like, seeing you in the morning. How cute. Um, I know. I don't know. I love brunch, so I'm down for brunch. I love at any brunch, point but I kind of I feel like I reserve brunch for like my girlfriends. You know, like I feel like that's, that's like a fair. fun thing. Um, so I don't know. Either way, though, either way is fun. Okay, in terms oh. of gifts, would you rather receive jewelry or something more practical? Hmm. It depends. It depends what jewelry it is. I. 
I think it's a really sweet gesture. Um, but most of the time, I actually prefer to pick my own jewelry. Oh, yeah. So, know. you know, I, like, I feel bad if, like, someone, like, went through a lot of trouble to pick out something, but it doesn't match, like, anything in my current wardrobe, and yeah. so it's like, oh, no! Right. <laughs> um, it's not even that you don't like it, it's just like, I don't own anything else like this, and right. so, it um... it doesn't match your style. I'm very, like, pragmatic, so I would, I, I once got a crock pot as a gift from a boyfriend and honestly was very thrilled, so. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously. I don't, yeah, that's a hard one to answer because I feel like, you know, I don't want to sound like, um, like high maintenance and be like, I need diamonds, you know, from somebody. (laughs) But I do think jewelry can be really sentimental and sweet if they put some mm-hmm. thought into it. Um, like you said, sometimes it goes wrong where it's like something that you that's not your style where you're like, ooh, I don't really know how to wear this or whatever. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think jewelry is a sweet gesture, though, so I might pick that. But but not for every gift. Like there are different occasions. So sometimes you might want something yeah. just practical. It doesn't always have to be this romantic gift. It can just sometimes be like a crock pot. Like that's a great gift. I was thrilled. <laughs> I would be too. I love a crock pot. <laughs> and I totally needed one, so it was thoughtful in that way. Okay. Yeah. My my last question is, um, would you would you rather like go on a hike together or like I don't know, watch a watch your favorite movie? Even though I already asked a movie question, but you know no, that's it's fine. more like adventure versus adventure cozy. Adventure versus cozy. That's so hard. I'm not really a not really a hike kind of girl. Like I love nature, but when it comes to like camping and hiking and like really being out in it, I'm kind of like, uh, so probably Or what about like adventure? Like going to one of your like going around the city one yeah. afternoon. Okay, yeah, I'd probably choose that then. Yeah. Mhm. Adventure. I would totally pick that. I really love I've loved dates where we just kind of like I don't know, window shop through, like, a cute district or, you know, I've been on dates where I, like, we get to go to the record store. What a treat, you guys. What a treat. Yeah, but I also like (laughs) deep conversation, and I feel like on adventure Mm. dates, you're not really talking as much. You're just kind of, like, having fun and playing around and looking at things, and I like those, like, more, like, um, because I'm a homebody, so I kind of do like to, like, be at home and maybe have a more deep conversation, but there, it's like, there's a time and place for both. Like, I like both. Right. Yeah, and I think, like, sometimes maybe if you have a long walk or a long commute to where you are going, you get to get in those conversations, so, you know, or if you go, if you stop to eat in the middle of your adventure. Mm. That's a great point. That's a great point. So I probably would choose the adventure one. Yeah. Uh, well, that was fun. That was fun. That was um, our episode, you guys. Full of our, love. We got through it. We got through it without completely panicking, and I'm glad because you know we have been relatively a unscathed. Relatively unscathed. We've been a little nervous about this, but I'm glad with how it turned out. So, yeah. Um, thank you guys so you so guys so much. Listening. Happy Valentine's Day. We, Follow us on the socials. Sorry, what were you saying? Wait, 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 wait. I want to say one more thing, but you should cut this out. No, I'm not cutting it. Okay. Um, Thank you guys so much. And we have 62 reviews on the Apple Podcasts. Yes. So come on, y'all. We got to do it. We got to have the dog voice. One of my friends asked me (laughs) if we will ever hear it. 
and I told her that we have to wait because that's what we promised and but it is worth it so yeah I mean I don't want to build it up too much but (laughs) don't want to build it up too much but it's pretty fun so thank you so much already for all the people who have rated and reviewed like we can't thank you enough and yeah we're just telling you again we're just going to keep bothering you about it so go give us a rating please if you enjoyed what you heard and follow us on all the socials we love you Bye. bye